welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast to honor the late, great Ray Liotta, Cody. I'm Tyler. I'm Cody. Cody, what did we watch? You know, when you think of Ray Liotta, there's so many iconic roles to choose from, but there's one that truly stands alone, and that is his performance in in the name of the king, a dungeon siege town. I saw you have to think about that for a second. <laughs> yeah, in the name of the king, I'll tell you, there are so many other na- movies that start with in the name of that are like good, including <laughs> like a Daniel Day-Lewis. In the name of the father, like a Daniel Day-Lewis one. You know, there's, there's a few. And I can confirm that save perhaps only for the Doctor Who movie this was the hardest movie to get a hold of yeah that we've ever done do you want to enlighten our our <laughs> listeners our ray Liotta fan base here that uh, how we uh how we managed to watch the film how much do we hate really like what is the message we're sending to this poor man his legacy and his family that, that Look, this is the one we're doing you know he picked this movie it could it. not have been more ill-timed i can't I think it's all right. perfectly time. You want to know what this... All right. You ever seen Lord of the Rings? <laughs> so this movie is a bootleg Lord of the Rings, but it stars Jason Statham. And um, that's all... I don't... What do you... It's a fantasy tale. It's a realm of kings. There's a farmer. There's some wars happening. There's some magus. Magi. Maguses. And they're... Uh, there's a bad one, there's a good one, there's a king, and let's, you know, will good win the day? Will it not? Will our hero ever get a name? You know, you're just gonna have to watch to find out. Cody, uh, that's perfect. That's, uh, that's exactly what the film is. Yeah. Um, I think you nailed it better than I could have ever hoped to. What uh, do you got? Any, any first impressions? Any spoiler-free first impressions of the film? I am so confused about. Maybe it's my fault for watching the director's cut. Maybe there were so many times during this movie where I was like, "Well, this is hot garbage," and then there's other times, a lot of other times, where I was like, "Is it just me, or is this not as bad as I think it is?" Or is I was so confused, so conflicted. I have to I have to admit this is a bad movie. Like it wasn't good. <laughs> and I I don't know. Did you watch the director's cut or the theatrical cut? I did watch the director's cut cuz I was like I don't want to okay. end up, you know, you know most director's cuts, right? You know, it's like an extra 17 24 minutes of like mm-hmm. extended sequences, a few more lines of dialogue here and there. When I saw that we're talking about like an extra hour of movie, I was like, I can't. It's like a full I can't 40 not minutes. be prepared to discuss the whole yeah. movie. You know, the whole vision of Yui Bolt, Yui, Yui something, Yui. It's Yui. I think you're right. I think that's Yui it. Bolt. Yui Bolt. Yui Bolt. The visionary. Bolt. Bolt. B O L L. 
So you know, the yeah. creator of I didn't such like things it. is postal in in the name of the king. Oh yeah. I I didn't like this movie. Um but you know, it, it almost deceived me a few times and I can't we're gonna have to dive into it to talk more about it, but how did you feel? I mean, look, this is on your list. This is how we got here. Cody, I'll tell you right now, this is not necessarily, there's a lot of these movies where I will die on the hill that these are good movies. You know, biggest example of that is the Dracula Untold or like Priest, where I'm like, I love this movie. Yeah, sure, there's dumb moments, but this is a movie that is cool for the sake of being cool. Mm-hmm. This is a movie that I have seen more than once. Um, outside of this podcast, Cody. And I just need to talk to someone about it because as a kid that grew up loving Lord of the Rings and like high fantasy stuff, right? There was fairly slim pickings, really. You had Lord of the Rings. And then if you're like, is there anything else? You were burned at the stake as a nerd. All right, that's what would happen mm. to you. All right, so we got in the name of the king, which is the epitome of let's copy Lord of the Rings. It's like, can I copy your homework? Yeah, but make it a little different so the teacher doesn't know. You know, that's what yeah. this is. Yeah. This is that to Lord of the Rings, except <laughs> instead of Peter Jackson, you got Yui Bull. Right? Yeah. So, Cody, do you have anything else that you want to say about the movie? Any other comments, notes, feelings, emotions? No, I think, I think we got to dive in head first so we can, we can get right into it. All right, Cody, hop on this mare. She's old, but she's strong, Cody. Get on the back of this mare here. We're going to ride on in. Oh, we've gone 15 feet. Cody, it's time to abandon these horses, all right? We're going <laughs> to – we're hoofing it from here, all right? We're kicking these horses to the curb. We're going to walk. It's been, are you telling me, Cody, now we've walked an extra 15 feet? Get on this extra horse, Cody. Get on this horse, and we're riding into Spoiler Town, USA. I'm here. I'm ready. All right. Do you you want to fight me? Who wants to go first? That's what I was going to say. Do you want to go first? I feel like you might. This is the kind of movie that I feel like you have multiple pages of notes because i actually took notes which usually means you took a lot i got quite a bit um yeah no i mean i can take it if you want to get a timer ready i can go first all right all right let me get this timer ready sorry i punched my microphone i didn't really punch it more hit it and my hand grabbed it instead of not grabbing it which i feel like was the wrong move right can we confirm it's the that was the wrong thing to do yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it was bad. Yeah. But I still I still love you. I still oh, support you. you. All right, Cody. You have five minutes on the clock. Go. So this movie's here. We watched it. My favorite part is that as it was going, I was like, this is kind of Lord of the Ringsy and and then as soon as it hopped over to like the farmer's farm and it was just knockoff shire music, I was like, All right, this is too much. We went we've gone this is an irresponsible amount of uh, too similar and you know what that's okay we're here and and that's fine you know we are here <laughs> i just it's the lord of the rings knockoff but like there's also like crouching tiger hidden 
dragon like kicks, you know, and like kicking off of people and wire work through the air. So there's that. There's also, you know, it's not Lord of the Rings, but hey, there are boomerangs, you know? So it's great. It's it's all those elements. They were like, this is too similar. How are we going to change it up? But they're like, kicks and boomerangs. You're like, well, yeah, well, now it's not even the same thing. It's not even the same genre, basically. And that's what I love about it. Here's what, there's so much, it's one of those movies with so many like baffling lines and deliveries that you can't, you can't jot them all down. And that's what's so hard about watching this because you want, you just want to experience those over and over again. My favorite part is that there's like some crows and, you know, farmers here. Jason Statham, by the way, his character's name is Farmer. Not the farmer. It's just Farmer. Why, you ask? Because he's a farmer and he was orphaned. And so he just went by, you know, whatever. It's fine. It's stupid. You know, you ever met a hippie who's like, well, you know, my birth name is John, but I just didn't feel like I should be part of the establishment. So my real name is Leafblade. And you're like, oh. Do I have to call you Leafblade? He's like, yeah, no, you do. You have to. My name is Leafblade. Whatever. It's fine. Here's the thing. He's there with his son. Farmer loves son. Son loves farmer. They love each other, right? And he's like, I'm going to teach you, you know, working hard is the thing to do. I don't care about no politics. I'm a libertarian out here. People should just farm and do what they want. There are crows. And farmer's like, check this out. Boom. Throws a boomerang at the crows. Scares him off. His son's like, Oh, why do we do that? Uh, they, they eat the crops, right? He's like, no, they don't. <laughs> so why'd you scare them off, dude? He literally's like, ah, they don't eat the crops. And I'm like, well, you, but you threw a boomerang at them. You, you threw a boomerang and you said they don't eat the crops. I remember this. You, get, you didn't watch the right version. That's your problem. This lady, I, this farmer's wife, I forget her name. Celia, Maria, Molly, whatever. Her name is something. She is Bailey. She's right here. She's like, you love, tell me why you love me. You know, she's here. She's like, tell me about romance. You know, she's like laying around doing whatever it, I had. You know what? It just reminded me so much of her. Let me tell you. I'm going to spoil this for you. We're in spoiler channel. I'll spoil it. Bailey enjoyed this movie. And I asked her, I was like, what would you rate this movie? You know? And she was like, enjoyment-wise or like how good the movie was? I was like, well, let's do both. She was like, quality of movie? C? C minus. That's what she said. And then she was like, enjoyment? A minus. <laughs> She's like, if you can just throw in some kind of a romance story into like a C minus movie, she's she's pretty happy. She was like, we got to watch the next one. I was like, at least no. Jason Statham isn't in it, so I think we're gonna dodge the bullet on that. But we were there, so she was, she was all, she was all in on it. Okay. The fact that Gimli is in this movie is absolutely mind-blowing it is fantastic to hear Gimli just saying things in this in another fantasy movie is incredible it is I want more knockoff Lord of the Rings movie where it's like okay we've had Gimli as the dwarf and we've had Gimli as the wizard in the movie we need Gimli as the king we need Gimli as the peasant person like I need Gimli in as the villain we need to go through, we need like six more of these. I want to see a movie with Gimli as the elf. I need all of that. I need it to happen. Gimli as the love interest, I need that too. It made me so happy whenever, I was like, this is, this is so cool. <laughs> it was, you know, it was really delightful. The, the, the thing that strikes me about this movie, we pull, you know, when you pull it up, when you start seeing the characters pop up, the actors, it's like, oh, this actor is better than this movie. Ray Liotta is better than this. Burt Reynolds is better than this movie. Jason Statham is better. 
every actor in this movie is well above the grade of this movie, and I don't know how they convinced it. Because it's not even like a well-known director that had a flop. It was like, no, this dude has done nothing. And the budget wasn't big, and he got everyone on board for this, and I have no idea how. I mean, let's just go back to the kicks. We got flip kicks, heel kicks, standing kicks, jumping kicks. All this man does is kick and is is delightful. It's so great. All right, Cody, I'm going to have to cut you off there in the middle of your rant. You know, sorry to sorry to stop you, you know. Um, but here we are, you know. Got to shut it down so that I can rant. All right, are you ready? I don't think you're ready, but as soon as I pull up this thing, I'm doing it. Okay, here we go. Cody, here's the thing. I made one little note here to rebut your thing. Cody, normally I would tear into you. I'd be like, you silly, you didn't even listen. Most of Jason Statham's dialogue can be boiled down to, screw the king. You know, like that's mostly what he says. So I get it, all right? So I, there were many times where I was like, what did he say? And I would go back, and, and then I eventually gave up. I was like, we're not doing it. It doesn't matter. That's what I finally said to myself. I said, what did he say? And then I said to myself out loud, it doesn't matter. Move on. <laughs> but at that beginning, when he's like, threw it at the thing, what the boy was saying, which came out as, <laughs> that's about how audible it was. And then Jason Statham said, eat the crops. Right? So I get where you're coming from. But what he, the boy said was, why didn't you kill him? And he said, I just wanted to scare him so they don't eat the crops. Uh, that was the goal, right? So that's what I'm coming at you with, all right? Everything else he said, totally valid, except for the fact that you said these people are above this movie. I will argue, after, purpose, after at first thinking the same thing, I don't think they are. I think they're, Ray Liotta's a bad actor. <laughs> after seeing him as a wizard, it's like if all you could play is a is a, like a was it a 70s mob guy, right? Isn't that what he is in Goodfellas? If that's all you could do, then you, are you a good actor or are you just a 70s mob guy? You know what I'm saying? Cuz like his smile, Cody, give me a Ray Liotta smile for me. <laughs> this man, did they put just a piece of paper over his teeth or something? Because it was very, it was just a white. Anyway, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Why were some of the effects in the beginning? Five frames per second. All right. The smoke effects when that thing is transforming, like the, the fancy, uh, you know, hold place that he turns into his Isengard, right? Why are they, why is the smoke billowing at five frames a second? Why, why is it a video game texture? Is it because, oh, guess what? Here's the key difference. All right, we gave Peter Jackson a man who, Cody, I was going to look, you know, I'll get into it later. Maybe he did stuff before, maybe he didn't. We don't know. It's an unknowable thing. Yui Bowl was the next Peter Jackson, Cody. This is a franchise. They came to them and they said, look, this is on par with Lord of the Rings, meaning they looked these people in the eye and they lied to them. We had a, a middle ground video game that only became good on the final on the final install. All right, the final installment of it is the only decent one, and it's a seven out of ten at best. All right, that's what we're dealing with here, and it's by a different developer where the guy that made the game just consulted, and they definitely ignored him ninety percent of the time. All right, but here's the thing: it goes deeper than that, Cody. The guy that made these video games that this movie is based on, from the first one, put on the box. A video game from Chris Taylor. He had not made any video games before. All right. It, it, so it's like, he's like, I'm going to be the next Sid Meier 
or whatever, you know, the guy that made like Pirates and Civilization, you know, where you put, it's like Tom Clancy, right? But it's like if Tom Clancy would be like the first book he published, be like Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. And it's like everybody be like, I don't know who Tom Clancy is, but now you put Tom Clancy on there. It means something, Cody. Is it Seth or Seth? That's what I put. It's neither. It's Zeph. All right. Z-E-P-H. That's the young boy's name. Spoilers. The young boy gets killed and there's very little influence on the story. All right. It's sad. Dad does not seem to care in the slightest. He's mostly concerned with the fact that his wife got kidnapped. And then they're like, oh, yeah, my son got killed in, like, the final speech. And then they know it's just, it is not. He might as well not have existed because Ray Liotta can smell her womb. All right. That's what he can do. He can smell the boy within her womb. All right. So he Ray Liotta's a freak. All right. That's the thing. You know, you're talking about are we disrespecting him? This movie brought out the real Ray Liotta. All right. He was not great. When he said, some people bring him some prisoners, and this man, as a wizard, he is an evil wizard in Lord of the Rings-esque time frames, right? Turns to his goblin minions and says, Began! Began! Yeah! Began! All right? Cody, they were turnips. They grew turnips. That's what he farmed, all right? Nobody farms turnips. What is this? Animal Crossing? These were huge turnips, all right? And he's trading. Ron Perlman shows up, by the way. Ron Perlman's in this movie, Cody. He's got a pig, all right? And he's going to trade his pig for the corn. Where's the corn, Cody? All I see is turnips, all right? This, Cody, he, I wrote down a note that says he's the first farmer. That's why he's called Farmer. Nope. His parents died before they gave him a name. That's <laughs> He was found when he was three. Oh, Tyler, I'm going to have to cut you off right there. Cody, he was three when he was found. His parents died before they gave him a name. He was three years old. Cody, I don't want, when you have your child, I don't want you to give them a name until they turn four. I want you to just call them boy. You know, any child should be able to pick their name, you know, so you got to teach them English and, uh, you know, you go from there. Cody, I don't want to necessarily continue my rant, but I want to, I want to just jump into one point here. Why are you going to put Ron Perlman and Jason Statham, two people who have shown in more recent films that they are very good with fighting choreography, two of what some might say the best outside of like, like Kung Fu films at the fighting choreography mm-hmm. and making it look awesome. Why are you going to put yeah. those two guys up against what you can only assume are professional stuntmen and then cut around it like you're Liam Neeson getting over a fence. All right. Why are, what, what is this? All right. Answer me that question. Yeah. I look the fighting. There were so many times during the fighting where I'm like, I don't even need to see this, you know, <laughs> with the exception of a few of the kicks, I was like, all right, well, well, I'm kind of, the kicks are so absurd that I'm enjoying them. Like I'm glad anytime a kick had, and then there was halfway point in the movie where he kind of stopped kicking for all. And I was like, you know what? movie isn't that good and then a kick th- came in and i was like all right never mind i'm back in <laughs> you reeled me back in you, you deprived me of the kick. but you're right i mean i don't know the fighting so much it was like i can tell you guys spent a lot of time making these fights happen uh but you know they're they're just they just were you know they were there and it's like, fine they had like a i think a decently well-known course stunt choreographer to do the fights but there were there was one fight that ua ball did the choreography for it it's in the beginning the barn fight when the barn's on fire and uh ron you know that one yeah so that's fun 
Like, I'm, I'm trying to find a, uh, a very specific video that I want to send to you. All right. And I want you to, um, to view it. And then I want to discuss it. How do you, sp it's going to give it away if I ask you. Oh my gosh. I always forget how, gosh, these people are freaking nerds, Cody. You know what I'm saying? As a nerd, I want to give them all wedgies. All right. That's all I'm saying. Is that fair? You know what? You know, what my favorite part about this movie is when it starts like a oh, Lord of the Rings time, which, you know, usually when it's fantasy, you, you go for a British vibe, you know, something like that Let's put for Ray the accent. In and in this one, well, it's funny because at one point I was like, why is Ray Liotta American? And then like the next scene, I was like, nope, it's 50 50 on the accent because <laughs> like oh, Burt yeah. Reynolds, I don't think is British. And then I think the brother isn't British. The wife's brother isn't British. But then obviously Jason Statham is. I don't think Ron Perlman. So it's, it's very, like, mixed on who. But Ray Liotta is the most obviously, like, okay, you're from, I don't know where he's from, but, like, is it bot? Because he's, he's got, like, a very nasal American voice, you know? So, like, like you say when he's, like, began, you're, like, wait, hold on. Are you, are you from Boston? <laughs> are you from Boston within this land? And it's awesome. No, it's fantastic. Where's the one? He's like, I don't need any prisoners. All right, get out of here. Like, what you just? I'm come back here. What are you? Where are you going? Like, what you just? I don't know. It was awesome. It was amazing. His smiles off. Let's talk about this. Um, the movie starts with Ray Liotta in bed with the other mages' daughter. Yeah, and they're like making out. And there's a few scenes of this. I'm like, why, woman? Why are you here, macking on Ray Liotta? It doesn't. Nothing about this makes any sense in any world you know what i'm saying but Ray Liotta's and i get it he bends he bends emotions with whatever whatever her dad says whatever gimli says <laughs> but yeah. man oh it didn't make any sense and he's as he's sucking the power from her he like kind of hints that he's he doing that but then i feel like it's never fully their bloodline cody how do you not understand but how about how about when they fall from the bridge, they're trying to swing across the, the big gorge, ravine, whatever, and then they're drowning. It's Ron Perlman and the brother-in-law are drowning, and Jason Statham rescues them from the <laughs> two feet of water. He's, like, dragging. Remember this? Yeah. <laughs> he's Which, got a rope, and he's dragging Ron Perlman <laughs> out of the water. But you can tell that it's, like, barely covering Ron Perlman, like, laying flat. I'm like, dude, you got to stand up. I can. We all know... You're not drowning because I can see the bottom of the water. You got to stand up. It was amazing. It made me really happy. And did you not think that, like, when they got to the edge and, like, the look? So Jason Statham gives them a look and they look up at him like they were going to make a joke out of it. Like, oh, you guys could have just stood up and walked out. But then they're like, nah, saved you. You could have died and moved. <laughs> this game is or not this game. This movie, based on a video game, <laughs> is the story is the epitome of. If you, you know, like when you go on YouTube and just watch all the cutscenes, yeah. but you lose all the dialogue and all the context from the playable sections. So it's like mm -hmm. you go from like, all right, go on this quest. And then the next cutscene is, all right, you're back from this 30 year quest. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like, I what? think I've got another analogy for it. And I think it's more after the beginning of the movie. It is 100% just a D&D &D campaign. It is a Dungeons and Dragons campaign to the T because like. 
there it's it's like oh we're improvising dialogue and you know dungeon master's like all right i'll connect this to the story we'll get you off on your quest and that's exactly what i felt like i was like oh this is i figured it out it's a dungeons and dragons movie it's a I wouldn't say okay. I was gonna say it's a bad D and D game. It's not a bad D and D game. It's a D and D game between the DM has never DM'd before and the players have never mm-hmm. played before. Yeah, that's what it is. Because yeah. it's like a person very ham handedly, which I've been guilty of this as someone who's has not done it for a long time. Really ham like fisted, be like, "Yup, these things link together for no reason," and then. And then, like, you've got your brooding person. Like, so the whole movie, Jason Statham's attitude is, screw the king. The king can go F himself. <laughs> and then it's like, you're the king's son. And he's like, no, I'm not. Next scene, all right, I'm the king now. I accept this. And it's like, the very last scene, you were like, under no circumstances will I accept that I am the king's long-lost son. And then the king, like, I don't accept it either. Next scene, king's dying, he's like, I said this to my son, and he's like, now I have to be the king. Everything changes because you knew the rhyme that my dad yelled me. That I didn't... Okay, how do you remember the rhyme your dad tells you? You don't remember that you're the prince, all right? You're just like, I was three. My My family never gave me a name. Also, you were rescued by the guy who tends your mom's horses, who definitely knows who you are. So Ron Perlman just kidnapped the prince, right? Ron Perlman is the true villain of this. Like, okay. Of this movie. Let me ask you this. As someone who this is your this was your maiden voyage, so you didn't know. Having seen this movie at least twice before, I'll be honest with you, I couldn't have remembered. I didn't remember either. Did you think Ron Perlman was gonna be like a former magic guy? Oh. Or something? Nah, the, no. he, when he's like We've met before. Like I know you. When he was like trying to hide his face from the the mag the ma- the magus magus. Oh yeah, what was that? So Ron Perlman used to tend the horses, Cody. So that was the thing. What did he do to those horses that made him no longer allowed to tend the horses? Well, I guess he just destroyed, kidnapped the like kid. The, well, the, yeah, and the wife got killed right during the thing that made the boy an orphan. Right, that when his parents were killed before they were able to give him a name, you know, that's that's the equivalent of having like your backstory, like you said in a D and D game, be like, I never knew my, my mother died before I was born, you know, like that's like, that's your backstory. That's yeah. that's his backstory. That's Farmer's backstory. And then it's the DM being like, Psych nerd, you're the long lost prince. Suck it. And then the game, then the player being like. I never wanted to be the prince. It's like, oh my gosh, Terrence. Just what? freaking suck it up, man. I just, every time they said farmer, I was like, this isn't working, right? Like, it sounds bad. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, okay, I'll tell you this. Everything this movie does, right, is, it's not bad. It's not doing the wrong thing. It's just doing it badly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the idea of calling him Farmer is the same as, like, Christopher Nolan calling the main character in Tenet the protagonist and him referring to himself as the protagonist. But he's like, no, no, it's cool because he's, like, a spy, and that's how a spy would refer to the main person, like, pushing this mission forward or something. So that's why they call him the protagonist. That's why his name is the protagonist. Not, like, they call me the protagonist. Because my mother died before I was conceived, you know, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, like that's uh, 
it's just weird, right? But like you can definitely see, right? They there's some shots. Tiffany even said, "Oh, that's a cool shot," and then just gave me like a look, like because I had just said like they're just copying. I said, "This is Dime Store, Lord of the Rings," and then right. the next shot was like the party of walking across the mountain that's obviously not in yep. New Zealand. I remember that it's exact exactly shot. the same, and it's like, are you guys like in the Badlands of like South Dakota or something? Where are you? Oh man, magus, 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 magi, magus, magus, magus. I'm the king's magus, magus. Gosh, I don't remember magus. Which one it was magus. Now. They switched. Okay, it. let's talk about my other favorite part of the movie. Cirque du Soleil elves. Yeah, amazing. They slink on down on mines. <laughs> And they do like the vine intro both times that you meet the elves, like different characters meet the elves. It's like, oh, we're doing it. Look, we the, they're twirling down. We did it. They're going. Would you say that it they're was... elves though? Like really? Oh, I just assumed that because it was like the shot for shot, like Galadriel's entering Galadriel's forest where it's like, these woods are creepy. Nothing good happens in these woods. Am I right? And then the elves pop up. So, I mean, I don't know. There's leaves. You're, what you're telling me they're not yeah, they're not elves they're not people they're elves obviously because they're like we don't get involved in your stuff they only get involved because they know it's going to spill over there you're telling me a person's choosing to swing swing among the vines no you're telling me those are just hippies those are just granola folk oh yeah for sure 100 i don't believe it one second they have control over vines yeah do you not? Is that what you're They're saying? vine folk. Yeah. Just imagine. Imagine you're walking through the woods and someone slides down. It's not even like they're sitting on a vine. It's like, no, they're fully like reclined, foot in the air, you know, vining. And they're like, hey, man, better get out of my turf. I was like, how do you have a conversation with someone floating above you hanging from a vine? How did they do it? I mean, Cody, they found a way, all right? Can I tell you something that's blowing my mind right now? Yeah. The barn fight is not in the theatrical. I clicked into this video just to like quickly scroll th- like scrub through to get to the barn fight mm-hmm. and I'm I'm seeing him doing his like little thing where I hate that he was like super attentive enough to know there was stuff in the woods around him. Oh wait, no. Psych found the barn fight. All right. Um and then <laughs> And then he just immediately gets snuck up on. Like, it's nothing. <laughs> like, they killed him with that first hit. But then he's like, no, I'm the hero. Also, can we get Ron Perlman something deadlier than, a, than like, a hoe to work with here? Nope. I don't think so. Um, I think that's the one. And it's, like, a big, chunky thing he's swinging around. It It, it does look like it could be a pickaxe, but he's, it's, I swear it's a hoe with a spike, you know? Like... It's yeah. like a real farm hoe, not like a like a real pickaxe kind of thing, you know. So mm-hmm. here's what I'm gonna send you. Okay, I I just need to send you two videos. I've sent you one video. I'm Oof. gonna send you another one here. All right, here's what I'm doing. I'm copy no at the current time. Okay, I just need you to review them. Just a short little you review sesh. Watch it. All right. So there's one. So oh. if you can just watch 
Yeah. The top one for me, you know? Yeah. I remember this. All right. Just for for the listeners out there, what I'm doing is I'm making Cody watch the fight scene uh, between uh, the, I can't remember his name, the leader of the Urukai and Aragorn. Lurts. Lurts. Yeah, there you go. Lurts. You know, a enormous, a comically large stuntman and Viggo Mortensen. And Viggo Mortensen is getting his his stuff kicked in, all right? You know what I'm saying? Like, he is losing this fight, right? Blocks the knife like a freaking Jedi, right? And it's like, this is really just them doing the same, like, swing, chink, 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 move over and over, right? But you watch that, all right? And then if you just click down to the next thing, the mm. next video below that, you will be treated to, that's right, the barn fight scene where there's a lot more moving. But tell me if one does not feel like a more epic one than the, than the other one, you know? Yeah. Gosh. And we've seen Jason Statham have, like, a really good-looking, intense fights. We've seen yeah. multiple movies where he, his fights are, like, the only reason to watch those movies. And this one always felt like it's like, this is the part that I don't care about. Yeah. It's like, why are you no, kicking them? You have a sword. <laughs> well, my question is, I could see him being like, well, he's strong because he farms. So he's, he's a decent fighter. But this man is a kick artist. He has dedicated a lot of time to learning how to kick stuff. You know? He does the That's what I don't kick. get about it. You know, which we all know was patented by Ewan McGregor. Right? Isn't he the one that you like the double kick from? Oh, yeah. The... Because he does it in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. When he's plays Obi-Wan. Let me tell you. I got I to gotta pivot here a little bit. Oh, pivot. All right. We got Ray Liotta, who... <laughs> I guess once you know that Jason Statham is the king, I guess it makes sense that, like, Ray Liotta has some sort of curiosity about Farmer. But before you know that, you're like, why did Ray Liotta care a bit about this Farmer? And, like... <laughs> He's, like, communicating with him a few different times when he's, like, you know, because Ray Liotta controls the, is it Kung? Kurgs? The Korgs? Kugs? Krugs. Kurgs? Krugs, thank Krugs. you. Krugs. And um, he's literally, like, at one point, he looks at Jason Statham through a Krug's eyes and is, like, oh, I can't read you. And I was, like, oh, so it's, like, an Edward Bella situation where it's, like, well, I can't read your mind, so I'm interested. You have my attention. And that made me really happy. It made me immensely happy that that was the connection he's like oh what's, what's your deal what's going on with you can i uh, here i have a point that goes along with that one right if i could just interject for a second here right mm-hmm. one of the things i liked about his character because like i'll say i don't think they didn't like everything they did this movie is one of the most that we've watched where it's like talk about one of the big this could have had you given this to someone who actually knew what they were doing this very well could have been like the, like st- just like a tiny step down from Lord of the Rings. Like you could have made it like right. these movies outshine the source material kind of thing, right? But you didn't yeah. get someone who knew what they're doing. Because I liked things that like Ray Liotta would do, right? Where he was like, you know, like why can't I figure this out? Like well, who are you? Why can't I read your mind? Yeah, whatever. It's not worth it. You're obviously a threat. I'm just gonna kill you. 
which is some one of those things where it's like that makes for a sinister bad guy where he's like i'm not gonna sit here and give you a speech i'm not gonna waste all this time and effort figuring this out i'm just gonna kill you mm-hmm. and then he almost kills him which i'm like this could have been great problem is is you had ray liotta which sounds like record it on his phone standing in the other room <laughs> you know well it's also just like it's almost like they just like threw the line at him and then he gave delivery and the director was like, okay. <laughs> the director never like sat him down and be like, okay, well, no, no, here's what, here's what I want the character to sound like or here's your motivation. It's kind of just like out of context, here's a line, just say it and we'll move on. That's what a lot of his lines felt like. Yeah. Like, I mean, can we, come on. Yeah, no, go ahead. Can we talk about, we haven't talked about Matthew Lillard yet. Who's very much the I feel the wild card because like he's not an actor you think about much because he's you know he's well known for being Shaggy and he has one or two other roles like in kind of not indie pictures but like a little less well known movies you know but people mm-hmm. respect him as an actor but he's very much one of the you know he's a kind of a character actor guy anyway he's yeah. in here and it's just it's always weird to see him it's weird to see him in stuff because he's Shaggy you know he is Shaggy but to see him with like the buzz down hair. You know, the period-appropriate buzz down, buzz cut. And to see him is weird. But here's, here's what I like about him. You know, you're out there. You want to hold down the fort for your uncle dad. Then you do a bad job at it because you're just a wine, a wine guy. You know, you just hang out, whatever. He just, wants to, he just wants to get his rocks off, drink his wine, and enjoy being a rich guy, right? Yeah. So, you know. Your uncle dad gets mad at you for not taking care of the fort, so he's, you go off to battle um, for the bad guys to betray your uncle father. And look, you're out on the road. You've got your big fancy tent because you're the, you know, you're the, the king's nephew. Perhaps you desire a woman, you know? What are you going to do? Two things. Number one, but wait, you don't settle let me for ask one, you something. All right? Do you want a big what? woman or a little woman? Right. Well, that's that's where the respect comes in because he got both. All right. This man is out here and he. Bam, he got them both. Shout out because, you know, it takes a big man to be like, no, I want both. And neither of them should be attractive. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's what I respect about Matthew Lillard. Number one, that number two, he got the red tights on. And it, it is shocking to see a man. <laughs> you know, I saw. I saw the red tights. I was like, oh, one of those girls weren't. Nope. No, Matthew Lillard's got the red tights on. You know, the whole scene is magnificent. It was fantastic. I loved it. Did you notice the size of his tent were all rolled up? And he's in the middle of a military <laughs> He's like, hey, give me <laughs> give me some privacy here. It's like, dude, your, your door's open, and uh, we can all hear you and see you. It's <laughs> like, everybody can that's see you. That's where you need just a wall of Krug, you know, to, like, form a form a privacy gate you know oh, just he, I, can we, i'd say he's the one that really just killed that character he nailed it right like he was ex- he's the only one that like they were like all right here's your character and he's like got it and he knocked it out of the park everyone else i was like you were this was terrible casting <laughs> but he nailed it right are you yeah right? i mean and the thing is i think most of these actors gave their best shot with the source material. Ray Liotta fell the most flat. Like, Jason Statham, whatever. It was fine. And I didn't even mind Ron Perlman. Gimli's good enough. And Burt Reynolds didn't have to talk that much, and it was fine. 
Like, it was weird, but it was, you know, I, yeah. everyone did what they could. I, but, I, uh, yeah, man. I'll give Burt Reynolds a bet. Burt Reynolds, I'll say Burt Reynolds swung for the fences, but it's Burt Reynolds. I saw, I <laughs> saw a, note, a note where he was like, look, none of my characters have ever died on screen, so I really want this one to count. And he was, like, changing lines, and the director was like, please stop, just read the line. And it was, like, a whole thing. But I was like, this is the hill you're going to die on? Like, that's my thing. What did these actors think this movie was? Like, did I, they think they were in the next Lord of the Rings because so they were given it their all? But it was yeah. clear to me looking at it that I'm like, this isn't, there's no lighting happening. There's no, they're just running with what they got, you know? And the effects are the, probably the biggest sin of all is just like, there was obviously no planning for the effects. They obviously shot the movie, sent it to someone, and were like, do the effects for us? And I also read some trivia that the director had like some big riffs with the effects studio because he was like, you guys are outsourcing our effects to a cheaper studio and we're paying you for that. And I was like, hold on, this is this is a hot, hot mess. Yeah, like I think, I mean, you look at the cast, right? And then you look at how much money was poured into it at that time, right? I think they thought, oh my gosh, like this is, per- this is we're going to strike perfect, like, which... Sure, you're striking four years after Lord of the Rings, so you're not really hitting when the iron's hot there, but you could argue that you're hitting right when people are getting desperate for another high fantasy film, right? And so you can really be position yourself as the bridge between like Lord of the Rings and maybe one day getting like, oh, I like a really good Peter Jackson Hobbit movie, which they, <laughs> you know, you know, one day, one day, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they yeah. thought. Little did they know. Because, I mean, like, these aren't... These are people who are bigger names than they got for Lord of the Rings. Right? Like, Lord of the Rings had a few big names in it, but it was, like... There were a lot of unknowns and new actors, like Orlando Bloom and Elijah Wood and... I think E. McKellen, and uh, their wizards were, like, top-tier talent. Well, that was the thing, is, like... um, but Mary and Pippin are kind of unknowns too. Like you had a lot of who's the guy that played people Sauron? in that cast. Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Like big reason he's in it. He's a huge name actor, but he's also was personal friends with Tolkien. You know? Right. So it's like, of course, he was gonna wrestle his way in there no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the biggest name probably was like Ian McKellen or Christopher Lee, right? Yeah. Uh, like John Reese Davies is like he's also in this movie, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's that level of actor, but I mean, like Jason, he's Staten, a beloved character actor though. He just, yeah. you know, Lord, he's uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. He's always better than the stuff he's in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's one of those guys. He pops. He's got that voice that just pops. We're like, this is delightful to hear you speak. But like this one, you know, you got like Ron Perlman and Jason Statham, Burt Reynolds, Ray Liotta, we're talking top tier. We're talking like award-winning <laughs> actors, right? Not all of them are good awards, but like all of them are <laughs> people that you say, oh, all these people are in it, and you know. So it's like, oh, we want to make it, but we want like the main guy to be better at fighting than like Viggo Mortensen was, you know? So, okay, we'll get Jason Statham. He could be like a generic white guy hero character, right? Which all the time we said we can't he couldn't but then like he can <laughs> like again we've seen that he he is a good actor you know right i mean he's one of those guys where it's like he's not gonna break any barriers or like 
but he's he has this he has this mold where it's like hey if you fit him in this tough guy role like grumbly tough guy he'll do great he'll you know well, he'll nail it i say i'll i take offense to that snatch he was not a grumbly tough guy he wasn't the tough guy in snatch cody mm. he was just the guy that needed someone to box for him all right he was a fight promoter mm. he wasn't a tough guy he was just kind of like you know a snarky british guy like right that's what he was you know who was the tough guy the tough pikey as they call it which might be offensive i don't know how offensive though brad pitt all right why isn't brad pitt in this movie here's what i really want to know while you make your next point cody i gotta look up a factoid here Uh, what's sad about my next fact is that i can't remember the context (laughs) Fun fact, I had to watch this movie in three installments uh, because oh. of time constraints, okay? So I watched it an hour at a time. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know what that did for me. There's a hairmet situation, a hair helmet that happens, and I can't remember the context. And I oh. hope that you do. I think I know exactly the point that you're talking about. What is it? So there is a point when uh, Matthew Lillard, like, enters yeah. a frame, and behind him is his little, like, stooge. Yeah. with the hair mitt haircut right yes and that's yeah. i bet what you're referring yeah. to because i thought the same Thank thing you. i was like that is very much out of place when you contrast world. that like you know a middle ages page boy haircut you're like well that's a thing <laughs> but when you compare it against the buzz cut matthew little buzz cut which like he has in one of his more famous roles it's like wait hold on it really sticks out okay my next point they do you know it's a Lord of rings knockoff so you gotta have some some catapult action. But in this one, they're like, we're going to do you one better. All right? We got catapults that shoot people, and we got slingshots that shoot people. (laughs) They're slingshotting Krugs and catapulting Krugs into the battle. They At one point, they did a flaming boulder. You're like, okay, fair enough. Get some fire going. Disorient the enemy. Then they shoot a flaming Krug. And I was like, stop. (laughs) Hold on. How is lighting someone fire and shoot him into a crowd better than a bolt wouldn't you rather have someone who's not gonna die from being on fire it was amazing it made me so happy like the the disposability of the krug was was impressive because i don't fully understand what they were because in the beginning they're like these beasts they're unholy or you know they're unnatural so are they were they wild dogs they turned into fighting soldiers or was it just they came out of nothing Right? I don't understand what the Krug the came Krug, from. So the Krug, I think, I've never played the games, but from the context of the movie, I feel like the Krug are like, I mean, it'd be like if the orcs weren't a threat because they're not organized enough and they're not like really aggressive. They're just kind of like these humanoid things out in the woods. You know what I'm saying? And then, So that's kind of what they're supposed to be, I think, is like they're just something that's in the woods. It's not really like something that you would have them invade. They're like, you know, it'd be like, it's the like, dolphins are attacking, Cody. <laughs> You'd be like, dolphins aren't attacking, and then a dolphin kicked down your door and dolphin killed your with family. With a helmet, helmet and, like, a staff. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I, I was just confused, too, because Ray Liotta was like, I got a billion of these Krug. I'll just summon more. And you're like, wait, so summoning, that's what I was confused about. I was like, wait, so is it, like, a necromancer thing, or is it, like, a did he create them, or is there just, there's a ton of them, and because he tamed them? and But it was yeah. also very much... He was just controlling the whole army. So it was weird. It was weird in that way, too, because they're just like, oh, okay, they're just sort of like a mindless hive controlled by Ray Liotta. Mm-hmm. 
I was confused about that the whole time, too, because Ray Liotta is in the castle scheming with Matthew Lillard, but he's only in the basement of the castle because he can't be in the castle. But then he's also in his little fort thing, which is, I guess, the Magus's fort, but there's only two Magus's, Magus's. Man, where was Ray Liotta this whole movie? I know that in the end he was in the tower thing because that's where they fight him, but I don't understand where he was the rest of the movie. (laughs) Okay, But he does go into her room to make out with the Magus's daughter. Yeah. Man, where did he exist in space and time? I mean, as we saw, they can move around as dust. They just have to disassemble their whole body, and then they well, glitter I was confused wall. about that, too, because at some point I was like, oh, so he's, he's kind of teleported there, but it's just like a projection of him. But then Gimli does die. Yeah. So, oh, man, this... So they do move. It's they're just. They, I thought it kind of looked cool. It was like a different way to do, like, the magic teleport, yeah. right? Sure, I didn't but, mind... So that's the thing is like some of the effects looked kind of cool. Like them teleporting looked pretty cool. But then like you'd get the boomerang, which you're like, well, this looks like it came out in 2000 and this movie's from 2007. So it's a little weird that that looks worse. Even the boomerang tracking shot where he like throws the boomerang and then you follow the boomerang as it goes. And <laughs> you like, yeah. the, there's a scene where he throws the boomerang and then it goes through like a dozen guys and then embeds itself in a tree. And it's like, yeah. how much weight is behind this boomerang? Anyway. I just love the idea of a boomerang hitting something but still returning because it did that <laughs> once or twice. We're like, yeah. hold up. The so Tiffany asked when they got to the uh, the like the Magus Guild like hall whatever you know fortress right, and it's like all that. And I was like, this thing was like fine like two hours ago, right? Like what? How? And she's like, how long has it really been though? Like in the story? And I was like. Tiffany, 30 years, two minutes. I have no idea. There is no concept of how long this movie takes place over. Like, from the beginning of him, like, starting to steal their family's bloodline power, which, okay, if you're going to be like, all right, he tapped into our bloodline's power and then be like, how did I not know that my daughter had magic? It's like, dude, you just established, like, yesterday... (laughs) that it's it's a inherited feature guess what dude she's your daughter if you have magic and it's inherited by blood she has magic that cody right cody can i know you're wrong because your parents look, you're wrong is? because she's a woman and so she's not allowed to do anything but cody what color is That's... your is your dad's hair brown what color is your mom's hair Cody, I am shocked that you have blondish brown hair. How could I have foreseen this, Cody? How, Cody? I don't know. know. You know, my parents, they died before I could be named, so (laughs) I I was three years old. My parents (laughs) died or abandoned me or I was kidnapped. Uh, Did you like his wife? His wife. Well, they used to call him... her explanation he's is, called. which, by the way, the son is asking when he's like, what, nine? Why is dad called a farmer? There's then, so much exposition like, between. Mom is like, oh, well, your father believes that you are what you do or something. So he's farmer. It's like, well, what was he before? He farmer. Boy. Boy, farmer, farmer, boy. He was a farmer boy. And then he's like, oh, okay. And then she's like, yeah, you grew up alone, so he had to learn to defend himself. And, you know, it's the kind of thing where it'd be like, you know, I just imagine the boy turning to the mom being like, I mean, I didn't ask for more clarification. I was fine. I was fine with what you said, but you've added well, more you details gotta on. you got to explain everything, and then 30 minutes into the movie, be like, we've done enough explaining. Let's just, things are just going to happen now. 
Yeah. This movie does do way too much, like, assumption of, oh, everyone's played these games. They all know. And then it's like, your games are only on... Actually, I was going to say they're only on PC. No, they release on everything. They just didn't sell very well. And it's like, that'd be like... (laughs) Cody... What's I mean? That'd be like them making a dark, a Demon Souls game and be like, everybody knows the lore of Demon Souls. We don't need to explain anything. Yeah. And it's like, nope. Even the fans of this thing don't understand. Yeah, most of the people who play those games don't even know the lore. They just know, you know, they get to die a lot. So, okay, let's talk about some more action scenes. How about the horse punch? There's a one point where Jason Satan's about to fall to a guy on a horse, and I'm pretty sure he just punches the horse and knocks the horse over. Maybe it was a kick, but I'm pretty sure it was a punch. Like he's like, "How am I gonna add this pickle?" Definitely a horse punch. I was like, "I respect it." Is that you know, what? Is that before or after he grapples the horse to try to get the guy off the horse? Maybe that's the same thing. I think that yeah, I think because he was that punching one. like the guy's gut. But then you're right, he did punch, oh and then the horse fell over. So maybe he killed the horse with a punch. That's the scene where uh, the king gets shot with an arrow. So yeah. he's he's on his deathbed, just wearing a black t-shirt. Yeah. with a bunch of gauze wrappings. It made me so happy. I was like, that is like a modern cotton blend black tea. <laughs> so great. Such a dumpster fire of a movie. <laughs> well, what's crazy is I think they spent like 10K on the King's like armor set, you know? Like they went super hard on some of those, some of the armor for the Kings and stuff, but then they just happened to black tea. Pretty rad. Pretty strong move. I mean, like, this movie, like, it, I'll tell you, the costumes look great. The, like, a, a lot of the effects look pretty good for, like, you know, like, when you think of the caliber <laughs> of movie it is, right? Well, I thought every time there was a big battle scene, I was like, gosh, how did they how did they pull this off for that budget? Because there were so many people in those battle scenes. Did it not come And it across? wasn't like Lord of the Rings where it's like, well, yeah, those are all, did, you know, they use computers and AI to, like, fill those out. Like, no, these are these are mid-shots. Those are all dudes in armor fighting Krug. Yeah, and it's like all the Krug are dudes in, like, full makeup Krug outfits. Right. And they've all got, like, different weapons and stuff. Like, they went all out. And, like, the soldiers all have, like, good-looking matching armor so they... You're right. It is very much a... Uh... Like, this movie could have been... Peter Jackson does all kinds of movies, but this very well could have been like, oh, this was Peter Jackson's first movie out of film school, and it was the thing that led to him doing Lord of the Rings. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, oh, this has potential, and I see what he's going for, but instead, it is the thing that happened after Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it is kind of sad, because, you know, like, you kind of want to... Sorry, I just went to the scene and I was like, he's not wearing a black tee. And then I was just like, oh, that black spot <laughs> is his shoulder, just in a black t-shirt. So you're right. I got you now. Also, the gauze is just more like, looks like it's just laid on top of him with like some red food coloring dropped on yeah. top of it. Anyway, uh, the movie, it's like you want to see new directors kind of get to shoot their shot on these big things. Because like if you didn't do that, then we wouldn't have gotten things like Lord of the Rings or mm-hmm. Star Wars or any of those, you know, where... But at the same time, it's just a heartbreaker when you're like, yeah, like the production value that went into this seems like it was pretty great. The problem was, I think, and they obviously sold somebody hard on this being the next Lord of the Rings. 
you know, like, because they make, got enough funding to do these huge battle scenes and to yeah. get these big-name actors. But even, like, the a lot of the battles do kind of come across kind of like how uh, the final battle in The Hobbit does, where, you know, Guillermo del Toro backed out at the last second, and then Peter Jackson shows up on set, and they're filming the final battle, and he's like, can I have some time? And they're like, nope. And he's like, okay, just keep fighting, I guess. I'll figure out what's going on later. You know, like, I'll fit it in at a later point, just, you know, like, because we can't come back out here to film this fight and we need a giant battle so do your best mm-hmm. so it's like very disjointed and whereas you get like you see like like okay this is a nerd example you know you know how i feel about nerds but this is a nerdy example like even when it comes to the tactics of the soldiers versus the krug like you see in like lord of the rings where when Peter Jackson was able to very carefully plan out the battles, like it's all very tactical and everybody does what they would do in a real like medieval battle situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, no, no, we have a fortress. We're going to stay in here and just retreat further into the fortress as long as we can. We're not going to come out and fight you if we can avoid it. Versus here. It's like, Oh, we're at the top of a slippery, muddy, muddy hill. Charge. Yep. Send in the oh ninjas. My gosh. Sending they have the, the absolute high ground, and they're like, yeah, let's just run down the hill. <laughs> yeah. I could not believe that. I was like, they picked a great spot to defend. <laughs> they just charged down the muddy hill. Man. And then you put, you get guys like uh, the uh, the white general of the, all the generals, right? Where it's like, did you guys just, it's like they did hair makeup for him, and they're like, okay, hair makeup people, here's what we're doing. We're going for kind of like a Viking scandinavian like norwegian vibe right and then they finished his hair and makeup and then they came and be like stop everything we're doing away with that now we're just going regular people and then he's just sitting yeah. there with his like long hair and long beard and he's like yeah what do you mean you're not doing that anymore i'm stuck in like yeah. 80 80 layers of fake beard here um i i really enjoyed so some of the peasants get captured and taken prisoner in like the Krug whatever hive, including the brother-in-law. There's <laughs> one point. This has to be just in the extended edition, but like the brother-in-law is there. There's another lady. She's like, my parents died in the raid, and he's like, my parents died too. You know, we could take care of one another. Yeah. Like, Hold on. Did you also <laughs> say propositioning this woman? Because yeah, no. <laughs> I turned to Tiffany. I was like, we should probably bone later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, right? picking up this woman in the dungeon like whole time. It's like we're both adult orphans. Should we? Uh, should we seal this deal or what? Are we? We're doing this right. To be fair, there is a whole game about uh, picking up girls while in a dungeon. All right. What? Excuse me. It what is, are you saying to me? It's a vi- it's a it's a video game it's in this movie. Dungeon Siege Tale. No, it's a different franchise, oh. but it is you know it's like. The Picking game is titled, Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, I think. But I think it's also where your sword is a girl. And so you flirt with your sword whilst clearing the dungeon. You understand what I'm saying to you, Cody? I guess. You picking guess this up? So. You getting all this? Know. No. I'm scanning I'm not, through the movie trying to figure out if he tries to tries to pick up this chick. Uh in the right in the theatrical version i just 
so far everything that I've looked up has been in theatrical. Uh, so I'm like, well, I don't know what 40 minutes they left it, unless it's all just like oh. double the length battle mm-hmm. scenes. Right? Uh, how about, um, here's a good one. Remember when, <laughs> all right, let's, you have two powerful wizards. They're going to fight. How, how would you have them fight in an ideal scenario? Two magic wielders, the last two magic wielders, they're going to face off. What do you think their fight's going to be? Well, you know, like... Whatever you're thinking, it's wrong. Because what it is, several swords floating in the air, clashing. That's how they fight. They both use their minds to control swords that um, fight each other. I can't confirm. He does try to pick her up in the theatrical edition. Nice. It's like, we should take care of each other sexually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ray Liotta does a really awesome, (laughs) for the final fight scene, so it's Ray Liotta, who is a powerful magic wielder versus Jason Statham, who kicks, has boomerang, and uh, kicks. But Cody, I'll remind you, he is the king, so his blood it's in his blood. But Ray Liotta, he does like a matrix float kick. Like he floats down from the balcony, and he's got the big flowy cloak. I'm like, this is either Matrix or you're in a Blade movie. Like that Ray Liotta looks like a villain from Blade, and... I couldn't have been happier with how that fight scene went. <laughs> what about when he slaps the ground and floats straight up on his back? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then he puts Jason Statham in a tornado of books. Yeah, and then shackles him with the books. Because, Cody, knowledge beats being the king with a machete. Knowledge That's what beats we know. heel kicks. Yeah. <laughs> Why does <laughs> um, My final note, are you ready for this? Yeah. Oh, it's over. (laughs) (laughs) They they kill the villain, and he's like, hey, girl, I love you. And then the movie's over. Yeah. And my thing is, like, we went, this is the director. We went through so much trouble to get to this point, and it's just, like, credits. UA Ball, we did it. I couldn't. My, like, and, you know, you think of, when you think of Lord of the Rings knockoffs, Lord of the Rings has a famously ridiculous number of endings. Like, there's a whole 40 minutes of, like, just the movies wrapping up for this character, for that character, for these characters once again, which I don't, I'm not complaining. But I'm just saying it's nice to have the res- resolution of, like, oh, Frodo woke up and he's okay. And look, his friends are here. This is great. Like, Aragorn's being crowned. This is so great. We're sending off Bill. But, you know, it's like all these things, like, oh, we get to, we get to sit in the peace that we've achieved. tie off all the bows, you know. And in this one, it's really just done. Stay. We're done. In Look. and out quick two hour 40 minutes let me tell you if this blows your mind i have some fun facts i don't know if you looked at the fun fact for this one not very much my favorite fun fact there is a third cut of this movie there is an even extended or cut that was never released what? but it is 20 minutes longer there's oh. a full three hour version of this movie that no one has got to see i mean there's that's an extended lord of the rings movie right there <laughs> I have a bonkers fun fact, one that, I mean, come on, you'll never, okay. Kevin Smith and Juliet Lewis were filming the movie oh, yeah. Catch and Release on an adjoining set, so they came to visit the set. Burt Reynolds said he saw them steal two boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts. No one in the cast cared, though, because they all preferred Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> 
All right, let me jump off the bench here, Cody. Let me tell you something about dunks, all right? Let me tell you something about donkeys, all right? Donkeys got terrible donuts, all right? Nobody likes dunks donuts, all right? If you say, oh, yeah. I love myself a, little, a good little dunks donuts, all right? I go there, I get myself some donkeys, I get the donuts, you're a psychopath. If you're yeah. picking dunks over Krispy Kreme, you don't know what Insane. you're doing with your life, all right? That would Burt be Reynolds like Reynolds is out here defending the Krispy Kreme with his life, and I respect him for that. Although he did let Kevin Smith, a short fat man, steal two boxes. I just, I, it's, it would be like, I was like, well, yeah, we had five guys brought in, but uh, we don't care because everyone here, diehard Burger King people. You're like, not that there's anything wrong with Burger, but you know, those are different tiers of products in my mind. Yeah. In my brain. Uh, the script took over a year. Doug Taylor rewrote 80% of the script because the original story was considered too similar to Lord of the Rings. So this is the script after they tried to make it less like Lord of the Rings. In case you're wondering. Yeah. In case you're curious about uh, that. I sh- they should have just gone all the way, right? They should have just gone hard. Yeah. With maybe copying, because like I said, this there's copies of Lord of the Rings and they're bad. Like this could have been the good mm-hmm. version where it's like, oh my gosh, we nailed it. We've made our own Lord of the Rings. We've done it. We've we're heroes, you know. But instead, no, no, you failed. Mm-hmm. Let me. I also looked up earlier, uh, just to for my just to check. Ron Perlman in this movie nowadays that doesn't sound like such a big deal. I'll remind you, this is in be- he did this movie in between uh, Hellboy one and Hellboy two. one and two. So when he wow. was like peak famous, right? Like yeah. everyone knew yeah. Ron Perlman was. He was a superhero. Not only that, like he was doing tons of like voices and like all kinds of shows, and like everyone under everyone at least knew his voice, even if you didn't know his face. Right. Also, Cody, I have one more point that I always want to. Yeah. Here, okay. Hit me. Matthew Lillard took the 11th and 12th legions, and that's two thirds of the army. Where are the other 10 <laughs> legions? <laughs> All right. If the 11th and 12th are two thirds of your army, they're not the 11th and 12th. They're the second and third. All right. That's I what have they are. So many questions. I have so many questions about that because you said it was two thirds of the army, right? So then my thing was like, okay, but then they get most of those troops back when the troops realize Burt Reynolds is still alive. So why was it so hard to fight the Krug? I don't know, Because the Krug outnumbered them. And Cody, Matthew Lillard had his guard. They're human. Those four dudes are human. Also, those four guys hated him, right? Why did they stay with him? I don't know, man. It's wild out here. It is. Here's one. I got a couple, I got, I think just two more. Two more little factoids for you. First off, so the first public cut of the movie was completed eight hours before they had to screen it. So, so they literally finished the cut. Yoe Ball flew the movie from Vancouver to LA to premiere. That's a real Michael Bay move right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And finally, this one, I'm going to need your help on. Burt Reynolds fell over. Whilst trying to open a frube on set. What's a frube? <laughs> Tyler, I need you to tell me what a frube is. <laughs> I saw that fact. I was like, he fell over. I was like, oh, probably while getting on his horse or something. I was like, then they said frube. And I was like, what's a frube? And how do you get it open? F-R-U-B-E. F-R-U-B-E. Is it like a medieval? 
Is that a medieval technology of okay, some sort? Frube is <laughs> is it Fruby? Frube. Hold on, Hold on now. A Frube. <laughs> I copied and pasted. This isn't a, like a spelling error on my part. I copied and pasted this from somewhere else. Cody, I'm gonna just send you an image of what I when you look up a Frube. I just I. Is that a who, fruit? Of who some makes sort? who makes gogurt? That's the real question is it, here. <laughs> is that a frozen yogurt tube? Is it froob? Is that what you? It's exactly what. No, what? Froobs. <laughs> it's by YoPlay. Don't doesn't YoPlay make Go-Gurt? gogurt? That's what I was just <laughs> wondering. The Trix yogurt stuff. Don't the, okay. Now what? we gotta find out who makes <laughs> that yogurt. That can't be it. You're telling gogurt me. Hold is... on. You're telling me like a seventy-year-old Burt Reynolds was eating yogurt tubes. Yes, and he, why would he fall over? Okay, Gilplay does make yogurt. Can't confirm. <laughs> Wait, this isn't what a frube is, though, right? This can't be it. Cody, I tell you is what. Is this what they were frube, talking about? This is, this is what comes up, man. Uh, frube oh. is frube yogurt. My children love these frube yogurts, especially tea. Uh, outside the U.S., gogurt is sold as Yoplay tubes. In Canada, as frubes. So it's Canadian yogurt that's what it is oh and they shot they must have shot in vancouver then boom I mentioned that's what this movie is Frube. it's canadian okay. so is it is it yeah. frube or fruby uh probably well frube it's because it's french in vancouver <laughs> look all i know is in canada everything's supposed to be in english and french right so just make everything in french here's the thing this movie is the canadian lord of the rings <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Lord of the Rings shot almost entirely in New Zealand. Beautiful, like, like, um, like ancient looking art, like uh, mm-hmm. scenery and like these huge sweeping vistas and beauty all around. And then Canada, it's pretty, but you know, it's really not the same. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it's, no, it is. I don't know. Like one looks yeah, like but can you find world. a moose in New Zealand? Uh, maybe. What I thought. I don't know. That is what I thought, sir. Like this movie. Oh. I still think it. It is one of the, of all the movies we watched. This is like peak. This could have been great. Like this could have been a so, game changer. I saw the budget somewhere. Can you confirm it was like thirteen million or something? Oh, like that? budget I saw was sixty. 60 now, million you okay. want to hazard a guess i saw 13 and i was like that is insane that is crazy but Cody, so 60 want... million i guess uh 60 million hurts because it's like this movie you can make a good looking movie for 60 million you know you want to hazard a... cards right I'll, I'll double check i'll get it i'll get a second opinion from wikipedia they always get the good stuff. 60 I mean, million did we talk about how this mo- we talked about how hard it was to find this movie we could literally only find it on youtube which it is readily available like a... multiple places on youtube bootleg youtube though like i couldn't buy it from youtube yeah but here's the thing or anything it's high it's a high quality upload that normally like if the company that owns the rights to in the name of the king even still existed and had no they must still exist because if they didn't exist some random here's the thing cody even if a creator has come out and said i fully do not care if people upload my thing on youtube random scumbag lawyers will hunt down people who just uploaded on youtube right so this movie is so far down on everyone's radar it's not even getting picked up by these guys so what 
What happened? They made three of these. The first, the second one stars Dolph Lundgren, and the third one, <laughs> like Dominic Purcell or whatever. That you would recognize him if you saw him. Like he's just he's another. Oh, the guy, guy from Inglorious Bastards, the maybe German dude or Austrian dude, maybe the brown hair. No, he's bald. He's oh, like wow. uh, he's like half, he's like if you mix Vin Diesel and Jason Statham, he's what you get. Cody, do you gotcha. want to hazard a guess at how much the movie made? I'll give you a hint. It's the number you thought was the budget. 13 million. <laughs> 13 million. Wow. Well, that's cool. Um is it it's one of the biggest flops, right? Like that's one of the biggest flops we've watched. That's pretty I mean 50 million in the hole, not even counting your advertising budget and all that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I wonder how much these actors made for this. Like, I really do. Here's what I want to look up. All right. What movie? This movie came out 2007, right? Yep. So here's what I'm... It won several Razzies. Like, oh, just yeah. wholeheartedly... It swept the Razzies, Cody. All right. Here's what I'm looking In at. In the Name of the King 2, Two Worlds. Awful title. You can't have <laughs> In the Name of the King 2, Two Worlds. That's the title of the next movie. All right. I'm looking up what one. Not In the Name picture. of the King, colon, Two Worlds. Or In the Name of the... It's 2-2. Two, two. The title is 2-2. Two, two. Cody, do you want to hazard a guess at what one best picture at the Oscars uh, this year? That year? Mm-hmm. 2007? Ooh, I'm not going to know that. Uh, Cody, I'll give you a hint. It's based right here where I live. Oh. um, Oh, oh. Is it Ben Affleck movie? Matt Damon movie? Yes, sir. How about which one, though? I think both of those three, right? Are they both it's in It's not. It? Gone Girl's too late. No. Maybe I told uh, you that. The one from the beginning of their careers too early. What did win? Not it is them. The yes, win. they are both in it. I can't. I I'm drawing a blank. Oh, oh. No, it's not the town. That's the no, no. Just Matt Damon's in it. Ben Affleck I, is in it. He what is, is it? it? It's The Departed, Cody. The Departed. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. The Departed. So it came out. Oh, hold up. Hold up. Pan's the guy in the name in the name of the king three. Oh no, that's a different guy. Alright, sorry. Carry on. Pan's Labyrinth one, uh, like cinematography. So this movie came out against So Ray Liotta, here's my thing. In is there a possibility that Ray Liotta turned down a role in the departed? Stop. <laughs> to be in this film. I mean, the departed famously has every actor connected to Boston uh in it because like all i mean not everyone but you know it's like marky mark alec baldwin all those people have massachusetts ties um which ray liotta matt damon from newark new jersey there you go so not from baston not from mass he is in fact not a mass hole Which is Man. a fun thing to call people from Massachusetts. And I'll tell you right now, to all of those listeners out there, Cody, mm-hmm. no one's going to fight you on that term. <laughs> like, you'd think they'd be like, what'd you call me? Nah, they're fine with it. I've yet, I've yet to meet someone that's not like, yeah, 
That's fine. It's just like it's not like this movie. If this movie had like lived up to half of what I think they hoped it would be, mm-hmm. it would have been on these lists. I don't know if it would have won because I mean it's like Pan's Labyrinth, The Departed, uh, Blood Diamond. Like great movies came out that oh, year, yeah. but it could have been up there. You know, and it just didn't. You know what I mean? Tyler, let me tell you. Is there is there much else to talk about? Or are you ready to slap a rating on this guy? Dead Man's Chest also came out that year, Cody. Superman Returns. Cody. I mean, is there anything else? The only the, that was I'm, my last note was about the Legions. I can't. The, the Legions. The you know the, the he took oh, two thirds of the army. Eleven and twelve. The eleven and twelve. Yeah, no, that that math didn't add up. That's okay. They weren't good at math back then. Oh, I did have one note about this director's cut. I feel like this director's cut, which you saying there's a longer version, blows this out of the water. But I really felt like this was them saying, like, okay, we stitched together everything you filmed and we put effects to it. Review it, make sure you don't want to do any reshoots before we start our final edit. And then he said, cool, got it, release the movie. That's what it sounds like happened. But then you said they were, like, editing it eight hours before, so that blows that out of the water. They tried their hardest. It's so many people trying their hardest and just, you know, not doing it, you know? You know, best is not enough. I'm so so torn on how to rate this thing. I don't even – I'm at a loss. Just do it. I can't figure out what to rate it because it was – truly a bad movie i don't know that we have ever in the history of the podcast given an f out to anything we have we have i got an f i think i gave her an f well i always bottom out at like a d or d minus because i'm like you know nothing we've seen has succeeded so awful you know failed to succeed so awfully that i would just say it was a straight failure but this movie i don't know was it objective failure and it was like it swung for the fences and missed so hard yeah that's what's most disappointing about it you know it's like someone who wrote like it's like you're a teacher and somebody wrote a paper and it's like you're like oh my gosh you like went out it basically like discovered new theories but i have to give you a like a terrible grade because this you didn't spell a single word correctly you know right So it's like I don't you, know. What, what would you rate it? You know, what would you give it? I have given out an F, by the way. What did you give an F? And to? I'm sad to say it was a Tyler's Trash movie. I mean, that's I, I would expect it to be a Tyler's Trash. What was it, though? <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, you gave Yu-Gi-Oh an F? <laughs> Cody, I'm gonna garbage. say this. This movie. That what did I give you? It's a piece of garbage. Cody, this movie. Yu-Gi-Oh is better than this movie. <laughs> I don't know. If that's true. That's I really don't know. If so that's true. true. Yu-Gi-Oh is like they. They are like this is the storyline. It all makes sense in the <laughs> world. There's a clear way we go from this scene to this scene. But this movie, no, it's but- like we're here. <laughs> <laughs> now we're here. Hear me out. But 
no, hear me out. Because there are beats in this movie where I'm like, you know what? I could see this totally working. Yeah. You know, like there are times where like, I see the motivations are fine. You know, like the king fighting for the power and the guy, you know, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm so confused about this movie because at times I was watching it. I'm like, this is laughably silly because of the dialogue and delivery. And there's other times where I'm like, you know what? They're not doing too bad. You know, they're they're doing what they can. But, like, would I ever want to see this movie again? Not, no, man. I would watch a 10-minute supercut of, like, the kicks and the boomerangs and, like, Ray Liotta saying things, <laughs> you know? Like, but I couldn't, like, ever, I don't know, man. I'll tell you what this movie is, okay? So, I've and I've, I've given this award to other movies, right? Mm-hmm. This is a perfect if you and your friends are having a bad movie night and it's your turn to bring a bad movie, yeah, this movie will win you whatever contest you guys are having. Yeah, this is a great That's true. bad movie. Like you guys want to sit and, there and pretend like you're Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Oh, this is perfect because it's not like a terrible movie that they knew was terrible. This is Burt Reynolds going for it as a high fantasy king, and it's like yeah. you're saying everything right. But I'm looking at Burt Reynolds here, man. Like, <laughs> I'm looking at Burt Reynolds talking about this, how you have to use seaweed. The seaweed comes in and nourishes the thing. And I'm thinking, if the seaweed washed over your farm, your farm is dead. Here's why, Cody. It is now covered in salt water. And it's yeah. salted the ground. You can't grow stuff in there. Maybe you get. Maybe can you remove the salt? You can grow seaweed in salt you water. Grow seaweed. There you go. I know that. That's what they grow there. <laughs> <laughs> that well <laughs> oh tyler i think i think i have a new rating well you're right it is this is a fantastic bad movie if it's late at night you're getting slap happy you just need to you know all right this is my first time giving this rating to a movie this specific letter grade are you ready i'm ready this is an f plus almost got in the d's that's where we're at. You know, they tried hard. I didn't. I do feel like maybe the theatrical might be a little tighter where it's like, hey, this is still awful, but it doesn't take three hours, you know? Yeah. So it's still like a little more digestible. I'll give it an F plus with the caveat that that is the director's cut. Yeah, I mean, I, the uh, versions I've seen before have always been the, the theatrical, and I re- do remember it being a lot tighter. Um, yeah. But like... Cutting this, like, I can't think of anything you cut out of this and it be coherent in any way. Like, it's incoherent <laughs> as it is. I think. Well, I yeah. mean, you could cut down some of the storylines. Like, well, not that they do. <laughs> like, the brother-in-law storyline. Yeah. It, you know, you can cut two minutes out for him. And there's, like, four times they try to break out of the prison with the Krug and it never works until the last time does it work. And I think having Matthew Lillard's it, role could be reduced a tiny bit. Yeah. I don't know. Having scanned through the, the thing, it does look like they just cut all the fights down by like half. You know, like the fights are. Which makes a lot sense because the fights aren't great. I mean, except for when there's boomerangs or kicks, like nothing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, heaven forbid they remove the slingshots or the catapulting of Krug. <laughs> Those parts I want in, but the rest of the fighting for me is like, yeah, this is you know. I'll. Mm. I'll do. You know what, Cody? I'll join you. I'll join you on the F plus train, and I'll give a very Tyler. specific reason why. This is what won me over. 
if you pay attention, and this might only be in the extended edition, the amount of times they do a shot and then mirror that shot and play it again drove me nuts. Or <laughs> they will do a shot of like them panning over and they'll be like, look at all these soldiers to the left and look at all these soldiers to the right. And it's like, that's the same shot that you just <laughs> mirrored. So that that oh, is the man. that's the tip that's the straw that broke the camel's back right there cody that's what there gives it that F plus. It, make, it makes me so happy when we put the same rating on a movie it doesn't happen that often but when it does you know what a pleasure i you know cody some of my favorite podcasts are when we do the tyler's trash and we both just rip into the movie because they are <laughs> i will I, you know Originally, we started it, and it was supposed to be like only the, the movies that I'm like, I'll defend this movie. But really, it's become these are movies I just need someone else to watch because it's like kind of like you with your indie movies where no one's watching this movie, and I right. need someone to know about it. Yep. I need you to know that you. I've seen this movie multiple times before this. <laughs> and I was like, that's cool. Because it is like you're a kid, you're one, you like Lord of the Rings. There's nothing. Oh, but I mean, Lord of the Rings. If this I saw cool. this when I was seven, I'd be like, "This is on. This is as good as Lord of the Rings." Like, oh yeah, it's awesome. It's the same thing. I never watched the other ones though, so that's you know. Tells I mean, really you think about the movies I watched as a kid. It was like Small Soldiers, even Small Soldiers, Mortal Kombat, and this. Those are all you know, great films where you're like, cool. This is great. Yeah. This is very well, similar to Small Soldiers, where it's like they kick, went kick, for kick. it and they nailed everything they tried to do, but just like they needed to do 10% better across the board for it to be an yeah. acceptable movie. All right, Cody. Not... Are you ready to do the thing before we close yeah, out completely? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To f- I'm super ready. To see your next fate. All right, here we go. Ready? Do the, the thing. thing. <laughs> Robocop. Robocop? Robocop. The Robocop we've already watched? Cody, no. If you'll remember... There's another Robocop? There's one, maybe oh. two movies we have on <laughs> the, both of the our The Paul movies. Bettany Robocop? Yes, sir. Oh, no. 2014's Robocop. It. 2014's Robocop. A movie All right. <laughs> that I'll say right now, just in case my mind changes, I loved when it came out. I thought it was so cool. So we'll see nice. how I feel about it. Nice. Now. Wow. I'm so glad we get to do both RoboCops in the same calendar year. That is, it's great. I was hoping Bates that they would spoken. come up at the same time. Back to back. Oh, yeah. man. That would have been great. Wow. Well, you know, thanks for being here. Thanks for taking this journey with me. And thank you, listeners. You can share us and follow us wherever you find your podcasts. You can yell at us on social media, at Opinion Havers. Hey, if you, there's a movie you want us to review, just hit us up. We'll go for it. We'll add it. We'll add it to the docket. Behold our memes. And uh, until next time, watch movies. And have opinions. Can you believe that Ray Liotta had one amazing performance and then has only done stuff like this? He's a bad actor, right? And then he died. Can you, yeah. I mean... Think about that. Tyler, imagine the best thing you do in your whole life happening right now. And that's it. I think I think Ray Liotta just walked onto set on those. I don't think he was cast. Here's what I think it is. I, I honestly I don't think it matters if you're a good actor or not. Martin Scorsese? Boom. Kingmaker. You know what I'm saying?
Mm. He doesn't let anyone do a bad performance in his movies. Yui Bowl only lets bad performances. 